0: Have a Wonderful Feast of Pentecost by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor When we die in the watery grave of baptism, we take the corrupted knowledge Eve chose for mankind to the grave with us and leave it there. All the false doctrines and lies taught by the world's religions through man's intellect float away with our sin. Our spirit passes over from death to life and rises born again, resurrected through the Word. Romans chapter 6 verse 4 explains, Therefore we were buried with Him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. If you have read the previous blast, have a wonderful Feast of Passover you understand baptism is a Passover experience. We must eat heartily at the Feast of Passover to bring us to a place of repentance and the desire to be born again and start over as unleavened bread. Bread in the Bible, by the way, is symbolic of flesh. In other words, No sin or leaven will be found in the newborns because of the blood of the Lamb. They are a kind of first fruit, ones born in this age, new creatures. Their newly awakened spirit whispers, Don't stop here. There is so much more. And indeed, there is. The Feast of Pentecost is the next exciting spiritual meal to look forward to. Many major personal changes take place as we experience this feast and God's plan for the restoration of man continues in fulfillment of this scripture in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very thing that He, Jesus, who has begun a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. The light of the menorah, symbolic of God's knowledge, shines ever so brightly on those feasting at Pentecost. This is a very exciting feast. It is served directly to man's spirit by the Spirit of God. How wonderful is that? This fascinating event is experienced from an elevated, higher position as was depicted by Mount Sinai, where the first Pentecost took place, and again in the upper room at the second. What takes place at the Feast of Pentecost is an activity from the supernatural realm and from a greater source of power than what is considered normal. It is a moment when those that are born again ask God to restore their spirit and are personally touched by the Spirit of God Exodus chapter 19 verses 16 through 19 graphically gives us a visual physical picture of God's presence on earth, working to prepare a people for himself, foreshadowing this future Pentecost in the era of the early church. Then it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunderings and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain. And the sound of the trumpet was very loud, so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet with God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was completely in smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked greatly. And when the blast of the trumpet sounded long and became louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him by voice. Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 gives us another physical manifestation or sign of something spiritually special taking place with God's people as they celebrated the feast of Pentecost in the era of Jesus. as the spirit gave them utterance god's plan for restoration of the individual man started at this passover before they were gathered as a nation this time they were hand picked one by one was this experience for just those at the time of jesus only absolutely not acts chapter 2 verses 38 through 39 Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. We are a part of those far off. So why on earth do so many churches either ignore the infilling of the Spirit altogether or teach it as demonic? It is God's gift to man. Shame on them. The Word says, Woe to the shepherds that mislead my sheep. And let me warn also, blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, is when someone criticizes an individual the Holy Spirit is functioning through, saying their actions are of the devil. There is a very good reason the enemy does not want us to understand or experience Pentecost. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. To keep man under control and out of the Holy Spirit's influence, you can understand why Satan will pull at all stops to keep man's spirit dormant. Adam and Eve were forewarned by the Father they would die if they rebelled. We know their bodies did not immediately die when they broke the law of God but their spirit did. Satan therefore succeeded in binding man to this soulish realm, bringing them under his jurisdiction and power. At Passover, however, our spirit is revived. It is set free and restored to life. It regains consciousness. This is why it is imperative for man to be born again. We will either die physically so our spirit can again live by paying the death penalty for our sin or we can take advantage of what Jesus did for us by dying into His death at baptism and resurrecting through His resurrection. Revitalizing our spirit along with our soul and body. At this point, the new creature is on its way to being perfectly restored to the image of God again as it was in the garden. I say on its way to perfection because the revived spirit still must be given back its language, nature, knowledge, and abilities. Starting with the restored language, the tongue or dialect spoken between God and man is not understood by our soul man anymore. Our spirits were created to speak in many languages, But there is still a special language restored to our spirits at Pentecost to sing, pray, and praise God that is unknown or not understood by our intellect. In Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9 For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language that they all may call in the name of the Lord to serve Him with one accord. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2 for he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God for no one understands him however in the spirit he speaks mysteries to replace the fruit Eve chose from the tree of good and evil which incidentally is God's name for Satan our newly revived spirits are fed fruit from the tree of life Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the fruit from this tree, nourishes our spirit with the truth or knowledge necessary for spiritual growth and maturity to once more reflect the image of God, as did Adam and Eve before they rebelled. Genesis 1, verse 27 So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him. Male and female, he created them. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Against such there is no law. With the ability to now speak to God in a nature that can stand before Him in righteousness, the born-again new creature is ready to regain the abilities the first couple originally walked in also. They will be equipped to walk according to the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, faith, healing, and miracles. With this ability, they will be able to access the mind of God to investigate the correct way to do the things that have already been done in perfection, so they too can do things perfectly. Now their works will be eternal, lasting. I am trying to make us see how tremendously important the Feast of Pentecost is to man. Without the Spirit's leading, who is connected to and directed by the Holy Spirit, we will fail. We can do nothing without Him. So total restoration will be impossible to attain without the infilling of the Spirit. Father has called us to all His feasts, and we must attend to feed on the knowledge served in each of them to be perfected. Can you see why Satan has hidden the feasts and this knowledge contained in them? All ten feasts must be experienced. Our physical bodies will never be restored, for instance, until we are perfected in the Spirit and are in need of an immortal body. The promises of God for restoration are sure, but again, we must be perfected. The blueprint for this perfection is contained in God's feasts. He will perfect us, but we must obediently come to His table, keeping His holy convocations or sacred meetings to be changed. Leviticus chapter 23, verses 1 through 2 And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and say to them, The feast of the Lord which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. Hmm, I don't see Santa and elves or bunnies and colored eggs or a feast where the children dress to look like the enemy. Could we call them Satan's feasts? Are the feasts of God for the Hebrew only? What do you think the born-again through Christ are? Galatians, chapter 3, verses 27 through 29. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. He is our covering. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed. Abraham was a Hebrew, and heirs according to the promise. Now wake up, people of God, as we read Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, immature, not perfected, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. The religions of the world have so let mankind down. God has a perfect name and destiny for them too. You see, as New Jerusalem is called the Bride of the Lamb, the religions, secret societies, etc., of the world that teach the false doctrines and promote the lies, hindering the truth from going forth, is called Babylon. Let's reveal the mystery and why she withholds vital knowledge for man's restoration. She is the bride of Satan. Let us read from Revelation chapter 17 verses 3 through 5. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, not God's kingdom, And I saw a woman sitting on the scarlet beast, Satan through man's government, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns, complete control on earth. The woman, Satan's bride, was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, beautiful on the outside to full mankind, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. Many unknowingly are drinking of this cup, and on her forehead a name was written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and other abominations of the earth. Everything God has called an abomination was birthed by her. Those that mock the workings of God's Spirit and those that have experienced Pentecost certainly fit this description. Beware of them. They have the key to knowledge, the Bible, the Word is available to them. But they refuse to walk in truth, obey God's law, and are a hindrance to those that do crave truth. Luke, chapter 11, verse 52 Woe to you, lawyers! They were the Pharisees, the church leaders of that age. For you have taken away the key of knowledge, hidden truth that would take away their importance. You did not enter in yourselves, and those who were entering in, you hindered. Revelation chapter 18 verses 1 through 4 After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, pedophiles, sex traffic, money schemes, on and on. Hypocrites, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Their sacrifice of praise and prayer are unclean. For all the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, the kings of the earth, governments backed by the world's churches, have commended fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury, money, sex, power. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Those that truly love God, pay attention, please. Come out of her, my people, lest you share in her sins, and lest you receive of her plagues. God will destroy the lawless ones that speak and perform these blasphemies. Meanwhile, His people will be gathered together in one accord for yet another feast, a final feast, the marriage supper of the Lamb. You cannot attend this glorious meal without having experienced all ten of the other feasts, for the bride must be prepared and perfected To come before the king, he is a spirit that has a soul. So, to be evenly yoked, the bride must also be a spirit that has a soul and lives in her body to enjoy the home provided for her by the king. Planet Earth, what has been shared in this blast is but a crumb from the table of the feast of Pentecost only the first course, if you will. If you desire to know more, please read Enter God's Rest Through Pentecost and Pentecost Today, The Government, Bride, Jubilee. Let us close with this scripture. John, chapter 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to remembrance all things that I have said to you. Have a wonderful Feast of Pentecost.